0: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, welcome back into Big 12 today with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Let's talk about one of the key matchups. Number one in the Gabe Eicher to watchability index this weekend, West Virginia and Pitt. Mike Oste is the managing editor at WV sports. Now Pitt sports now as well. And he joins us first. Let's talk about what everyone wants to talk about. Mike, how sweet is that uniform sure. combination that West Virginia is breaking out? Huh? Do you like it? How are fans responding yeah, I, I to like the look? It.
2: Good. For sure. Yeah, yeah, there, there was some maybe controversy over it initially because they teased the jersey and they didn't show the helmet and pants three, four weeks ago. People were worried what they were going to do because sometimes they get crazy and go gray. But when you have the blue, you get a traditional look there. You get the blue, you get the West Virginia gold. I will say, guys, I really did enjoy the Country Roads uniforms last year, the white, it was different. I know Dante still wore those at the Shrine Bowl and all his draft activities. But this is a more traditional look, so I think this is perfect.
0: Mike, let's start here. How important is this game for Neil Brown?
2: <laughs> the magnitude of this game for Neil Brown, I, I don't think – can even be measured by any words, to be honest with you. This this game could be the legacy, and I wrote about this recently actually on the site. It's obviously not been good enough at the 15th winningest program to have one goal win and be under 500 now in year five. It's just not good enough. There's no debate about it anymore, but a win in the backyard, here abroad being so close last year and West Virginia's been down, pitt has been up, they've been better, you're hearing it from your neighbors and friends, would provide the fan base I've called it jubilation. They've had wins, like they beat Oklahoma last year. There's been moments. There hasn't been jubilation since before Neil Brown. I think that would be that. They would get that. They would be celebrating. They would take to the streets. They maybe would go too far and maybe destroy some property. That is what would happen with this win, and it wouldn't mean that he automatically is going to stay forever and nobody cares about being below 500 because he would still have a below 500 record. He'd have to still get in a bowl game by the end of the year to keep powering on, but this would really change the vibes a little bit It would have a lot of people maybe believing in him again, that maybe we're totally out of trust in the climb. And I also do think it would send them on a path of, despite a hard conference schedule coming up, at least getting into a bowl game and getting back going in the right direction. And then if I think he gets six wins, I don't think he would be fired. You lose this, though, and then you're probably not getting a bowl game. you got a tough schedule ahead with teams you haven't been able to beat in recent years. Then he's gone like a losing record. He would be gone. Another brawl loss. Nobody would probably care. Even if you lose this and then beat Texas tech, the fan base wants this game. This is huge. You know,
1: Mike, it's interesting because for those of us in big 12 country, right? Think about West Virginia. They yeah. just joined the big 12 in what? twenty twenty twelve. So we didn't really have an opportunity as a whole to truly experience a West Virginia pit rivalry game until last year. And it was freaking awesome. So I can't wait for that atmosphere tomorrow night, but does this become more regular or is this going to be, they're going to play a couple of years, then sit again for a while.
2: Yeah. So that is the thing about West Virginia in the big 12. I mean, as you guys know, it's a polarizing debate because the fan base, there's a lot of them that don't like being in the big 12. They think the Mm travel is unfair. You lose all their natural rivalries, et cetera. And part of that is why they did and their the predecessors of Ren Baker as AD did stack the out-of-conference schedule with a lot of power fives, a lot of the regional rivals, Penn State, Virginia Tech, Maryland. And then people then complain the schedule's too tough. Because as you know the Big 12 country like TCU, Oklahoma, they're playing one out-of-conference power five. Ws playing two to get the rivals back. So it's a real catch-22. But having this game is the one that everybody wants. No matter which side of that debate you're on, the program itself of West Virginia, the head coach, the athletic director, the janitor, all the fans, they all want the brawl. (laughs) So it's not on the schedule again after this year. You had the home and home. But I would imagine from what I know about the West Virginia program, from what I've even heard from the Pitt program with Heather Like on to Pat Narduzzi, etc., this game will get back on the schedule. I do believe that Ren Baker is going to probably put the other ones in jeopardy. I do believe he's going to do the TCU plan of the one power five outside of non-conference play. So I don't think you're going to get all of them in the same year anymore when these contracts are up. But the one that will stick is the backyard brawl. And honestly, you know, looking at the conference, this it's not a conference game in the Big 12, obviously, but this is the one game that anybody in the new Big 12 with Oklahoma and Texas leaving – is going to have that has all the history. This is the 106th edition of this game. You know, Pitt has Hall of Famers galore and tons of success in the past. West Virginia has a lot of success in the past as well. This is that premiere. It's one of the greatest college football rivalries in general, and a Big 12 team is a part of it. So everyone hopes it gets back in the schedule, and I believe it will. But I also don't think anything is going to match, even though this will be the first time in Morgantown in over a decade. Not sure if it's going to match last year at Ackerster Stadium. Like, this is going to be a rowdy electric house, The college town, it will. But that was the first in over a decade. That was the attendance record before Taylor Swift broke it there at Ackerster Stadium. (laughs) That was insane. There's no pit game that ever will match that environment in a pro stadium. But that was out of control, for sure.
0: Mike, I think it's no secret that if the Mountaineers want to get it done tomorrow. Garrett Green's got to be good, mm-hmm. right? What what have you seen yeah. from him up to this point, and what do you kind of expect from him
2: tomorrow night? Well, he, he not only needs to be good, I think he needs to be smart is maybe a better better word. Like, he does need to make some plays, and when they won last year with him, he did have to make some plays. But what I've seen from him is a young quarterback – who's way better than he was even in practice a couple years ago. Like I do think he's ready now and wasn't before, but a quarterback that still sometimes isn't sure when to throw, when to pass. Like I think his arm is better than people around the country think. Uh, I'm sure you saw that he's the worst power five QB. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how you equate that. Has everyone literally watched every power five QB <laughs> in the entire country to be able to say that? Like, yeah, you know, like that's impossible. I haven't watched them all. So I don't know if that's true he now has dealt with big moments. I think he's ready for this. He's fired up for this. He says that you don't want to get too amped, though. but there were plays in the Duquesne game and in the Penn state game that he would see open field and would throw when he probably could have actually ran for six yards. Like it's almost like he's trying to answer doubters, that yes, I can throw a little bit too. But the problem with that is then he sometimes gives up the run that's in front of him. So, that decision-making is big. I think the the win for West Virginia is Garrett Green probably throwing 20 to 25 times, not 30-plus times, and maybe giving you 200 or so yards through the air and maybe like 80 or so yards on the ground and he runs it in, throws it in. Like There are weapons around him. There's a lot of running backs around him that can run for him as well. The O-line's really, really good, and he has a security blanket, of a tight end and Cole Taylor from LSU that hasn't been fully utilized yet, but really could be that guy underneath if he finds a pass play or doesn't want to run or doesn't have a big play. And I will say, from Penn State to Duquesne, obviously it's number 17 versus FCS, so you take it with a grain of salt. He did look to be able to find the downfield receiver, 20 yards or more that are open when plays break down, a lot more against Duquesne he could against Penn State. He missed a lot of those looks against the Nindy Lions. So I think he's ready for this and he's better than even he would have been if this was week one like last year. But he's far from a perfect QB. I mean Pitt is gonna try to have him beat them with his arm. They'd rather do that. And if he tries to become Jerkovic out there, then I think it could be a problem for the Mountaineers.
1: Hey I'm just I'm not trying to add to the hot seat, but I've I've been curious Mike Usually, whenever there is a coach in the hot seat, or or a, a fan base that's that's tired of of not reaching the level of success they're they're used to, there's that dream candidate, right? Huggins back in the day was it for basketball, and boom, he ends up with a basketball coach did yeah. legendary things. Is there that guy for West Virginia football fans that they look at and say, this is eventually going to be our needs to be our guy?
2: A dream can is really hard to say because obviously, what a lot of the fan base may say, if we were talking last year, especially after what we've seen happen, is okay, Deion Sanders. Like he'll come in. There's history there. He doesn't care about geography. He walks in the door. 80 new players. Bring in the Louie, You know his team is winning. <laughs> they got Heisman cans galore. You got ESPN there, Fox there. I don't think he would come to West Virginia. I don't think that's reality. That might be a dream. Another dream that might be for some fans that has maybe some sense of reality to it. And this is polarizing because there's a lot of Mountaineer fans that may not want him is Rich Rodriguez. He hasn't had that much success since leaving West Virginia. He had only the one ten win season in Arizona. He's obviously having success now as he's getting the program from FCS to FBS, the Jacksonville state. But there is a growing contingent of West Virginia fans that are over that drama and would probably not mind him coming back in doing the spread again getting the glory days together, but unlike when Huggins came back, that's already been seen before. So in terms of a new flavor of a dream candidate that could walk in and do the Dion thing, I don't know if that guy's out there, but I will say, I do believe Ren Baker's a home run hire as a D. I do believe he has the right mindset. And I do believe that if he is in a coaching search, which could be basketball and football uh, at the end of the winter and the spring that he will get the guy or whoever that he thinks is the perfect fit and who he wants there, and maybe he doesn't want to retread with Rich Rod because maybe he wants to put his own stamp on the program and have this be the Ren Baker, or would he get credit for Rich Rod since he already was there? So I'm interested to see Ren Baker in a football and basketball coaching search within a store program, to be honest with you. We know he'll probably be doing one in basketball unless he somehow uh, keeps – i will take the interim tag off, but yeah, dream, I, I, dream, I don't know. <laughs> dream is probably not reality. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm really, I, mean, I don't know if there is a Dion Sander YouTube video, the Louis saying flyers, Slayers, and all of a sudden you're behind French am scheduled a year later. Like, I don't know if that exists.
0: <laughs> Mike, I'm just really sad. You didn't say Nick Saban.
2: That would (laughs) have been that would have been easier. Yeah, that could be a dream. It's really a pipe dream. I mean, I'll give you another name that maybe lower than Saban that people have brought up as a dream. Maybe Jimbo Fisher. Like he has won a national title. Obviously, Texas A and M has been a big disappointment. He's from West Virginia. He has said publicly that he would not be against coaching Mountaineers before he retires. To me, that doesn't sound like next year. Like it's not like he's, you know, ending his career. So I don't know if he wants to do it, but I guess the thinking could be if he's ushered out the door, Texas A&M, there's kind of a negative stain on him. He doesn't want to do the SEC thing anymore. And West Virginia's willing to pay with Ren selling him because I think he offers a good sales pitch. Maybe he could be convinced. Is that even still a dream? Or, or do people think his national title was overrated, and it's been many years since then? But that may be the whole thing, Coach, that maybe is more realistic. Now, something's not happening. Um, <laughs> but that would maybe be a dream above even a deal.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, Mike. Now, when you look at this matchup between the Mountaineers and Pitt, mm-hmm. is, there any, is there any one area that really concerns you for West Virginia in this game where you think Pitt may have a big-time advantage?
2: Well, it'll be interesting because there is one area, but also it's an area that Pitts really struggled with this year. Like they're coming off a loss to Cincinnati because the Bearcats were able to have success on the ground and they just took care of the football and they kind of ground and pound and Pitt's defensive line and run defense, a defense that's built to stop the run, wasn't good for the first time in a while under Narduzzi. I think that could be a concern because the Mountaineers – or to churn running backs, they have a stud running back room. When they win, they're going to churn running backs. They've always done it. They're going to do what they even did last year when they weren't good. But it's hard to believe Pitt's defensive line is going to suck stopping the run back-to-back weeks. Like, if that's the case, you got to talk Pitt program and where their future's going. So that's hard to believe. And if Pitt's defensive line wakes up Stone for coffee and is way better than they were and kind of what they normally are, then are they going to neutralize out the out run game and make Garrett Green beat them with his arm again? That, I think, is totally West Virginia off their game plan and then probably could be a pit win by a couple scores. So they got to get the running game moving. And this might be one of the better run defenses or at least how they're built that they'll face all year. But, again, the numbers don't show that because they weren't good last week. But And then they had the FCS game. But it's hard to believe that Narduzzi's D-line is not going to be better In this game, and then fourth defensively for West Virginia, that's secondary. Both to be deeper and better this year, Aubrey Burks is getting PFF to stay as an NFL player. Wow, show me, hasn't been that way. The secondary's been horrible, and that's being nice. If they're (laughs) that bad against a six year veteran QB, West Virginia's probably toast that way as well. So they got to be way better defensively on their secondary, too.
1: I feel like I'm uh, asking you the last question of a pregame show before we get ready for kickoff when I ask this, Mike. Keys to Pittsburgh, right, keys a West Virginia victory over Pittsburgh. What do you need to see the Mountaineers do to win this game tomorrow night?
2: So uh, there's three keys. Actually, already mentioned writing this now. Number one, Garrett Green got to play smart. talked about it before. Got to take care of the ball, play smart, big plays, but not try to do too much where it ruins everything. West Virginia got to be able to pick it up secondary-wise. Maybe they even got to get an interception or two. I always thought that that was the way to win this game, is getting turnovers in your favor. Close some games one or two. They did get a couple of this game, but they really needed to happen against Pitt here with a veteran QB. And then they got to win the Battle of the Trenches. I'm sure you've heard it. 135 starts back. Zach Frazier could be a first-round pick. Nassar could be an NFL player. You know, the team's not great, but the offensive line is one of the best in the country. It obviously helps the ground game, helps Garrett Green. They've been good so far. They not only got to be good, they got to be great. They got to win those one-on-ones. They got to win the Battle of the Trenches. They got to be the better line out there. And they got to make life easier for the running game for Garrett Green. Give him the most time he can. Keep him upright, etc. If there's any problems with the West Virginia O-line facing a pretty good defensive line for Pitt, then the whole thing is gonna collapse. So they gotta win the battle of the trenches and then Oh
1: on the flip side of that real quick, what's panic like in Pitt? You know you cover, keep an eye on them. How's that fan base dealing with last week?
2: So there's a little bit of panic. I mean there's so much panic that there are a lot of Pit fans that think they're vulnerable in this game. I'm sure you've seen the Vegas spread. Money's going towards West Virginia. This went from kind of split to the Mountaineers' favored, And yeah, they're at home, but like, Pittsburgh has been way better in recent years. I would say that the, the main thing to watch on the Pitt side is still Jerkovic. Like, West Virginia's secondary has not been good. They should be better. They haven't been good. He was 10 for 32 against Cincinnati, another big ball team last week and lost. If he is not way better, the whole feel-good story of I didn't come out of high school, but I'm coming back now, Western PA roots, all that. All that's gone. And if he plays poorly and they lose, losing back-to-back rivalry games with only an FCS win going into their conference schedule with a better game as well, going through a gauntlet? No. <laughs> they made the mistake last year of having Keaton's vote kind of linger and it ruined their season. I don't think RD would make that mistake again. When we surprise that Drukovic is benched in week four or five if this is a bad game and i don't know if you guys are aware of this but he's also kind of already upset at the fans i don't know if you saw that after the loss of cincinnati last week the fans there at eckerser stadium were booing him and he made the comments that if you're out here booing you're basically pathetic to paraphrase that's not going to work in a blue collar town when you're 10 for 32 where the program was better for two years without you and now you're trying to save the day. Like, it is not good vibes for Pitt right now, despite being good the last couple of years. And a brawl loss, even with the win last year, would just intensify all of that. But unlike West Virginia, they're not going to fire in their duty. You know, they're still getting recruits. The program's not down in the dumps. They're higher than they've been in, you know, decades. So it wouldn't be the end of the world. But it would potentially really hurt this year and if they want to build it to be more than just eight wins and you know, major bowl game of ten, even and they want to be a lead and buy as a national contender, they gotta prove beyond the picket year, and another failed transfer year and a miss of a major bowl game wouldn't do that at all.
0: Mike, last one we'll let's get out of here, man. What what kind of environment are you expecting for this game? Like is this one where the West Virginia fans are going to be breathing fire, like, and that thing's going to be rocking and rolling. Is that, is that what you're expecting?
2: I am hundred percent expecting that. So yeah, yeah. I hear social media. There are a lot of West Virginia fans that are like secretly rooting against the team because they want brown fired. Those people exist. But when you get down there, There are people camping out. There's RVs down there. This has not been the case the last several years. This is the biggest game Neil Brown has coached, or probably will ever coach as a West Virginia head coach. And again, this is going to be electric. This is going to be wild, rocking. This probably will be compared to what it was like when Game Day was there, maybe when they played LSU a decade ago. Wow. Maybe. You know, maybe like kind of what the brawl was last year in Pittsburgh, but turned up. Because while that was insane, that was a pro city, a pro stadium. The students couldn't, you know, walk to the game. They got to get shuttled. This is a college town, a college stadium, all about WVU. And I think there's going to be less Pitt fans in Morgantown than there were West Virginia fans. A lot of WVU fans live in Pittsburgh. It's easier for them to get to Ackershire than it is for Pitt fans to get to Milan Bushcar Stadium. So this is going to be a big home for advantage for the Mountaineers. It is going to be wild. It is going to be a lot of energy. National TV is going to be there. They're going to be showcasing it. And it's up to the team to show up. I think the fans will show up, though. And I, I think it's, again, the word electric is the term. I, I think watching this on TV, you're going to see, wow, there's a fan base starving for a winner again and bringing a lot of venom who's the real rival they hate more than anyone even though they're no longer in the conference.
1: You're electric. This has been great. Mike, thanks for your time, buddy. We'll have to do this again soon. <laughs> enjoy the week and enjoy the matchup.
2: Absolutely, guys. Anytime. Uh, I try to bring the electricity as much as you I can. So. I Thank you brought it. lot of
1: it. We appreciate it. Have a great day.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, my gossip, managing editor at WV Sports now, but from here to four, an electric factory. Put him you, in the role of that. You think that game's important for West Virginia tomorrow? <laughs>
0: wow. Damn. I man. thought I thought Mike did a tremendous job of kind of painting the picture of what that means tomorrow. I I it makes me feel completely justified in putting it number one on the watchability
1: index. Thank you. Should. Thank you for your service, Mike. When we come back, a little Big 12 fill in the blank on Big 12 today.
2: Thank you for listening
1: to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile